Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox, and myself, Brady Quinn. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yeah. Rock, man. That's what I'm talking about. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Uh, You can listen to us on the iHeartRadio app and on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates. And wherever you are making us a part of your Tuesday morning, we appreciate you doing so. And we'll take you all the way up till the end of the hour here on FSR. Yeah. Oh, Let him know, me? Sticks. Did you hear I me? Lo- I love yeah. when LeVar does that. Oh, <laughs> Let him know, funny. Sticks. By the way, speaking oh, of Sticks, uh, how about yeah. uh, Renegade, that awful song the Steelers play uh, at the start of the fourth quarter was getting some love last night. Oh. What Just, do you mean? It's a, the, to me, it's the best thing going into a fourth quarter of any team you play against. Renegade. Uh, I mean, it's, you think yeah. it's you think it's better than House of Pain uh, at, at no. Camp Randall? No. I mean, come on. Not, Dude, but nothing's no, better no, than that. No, that, First off, there's college and then yeah. there's NFL. Yeah, yeah it's All different. Right. College, there's a thousand things that are better than you know NFL stuff. Very true. I'm saying for NFL standards, that is the coolest thing going into a fourth quarter that you get. Nice. There's no, there, to me, there's there's and I obviously never played for the Steelers, but played against them there. And when you see the terrible towels get going, you know, the drum starts hitting and the whole like video montage and all that. It's pretty. It was pretty bad, a man. See, the problem is the intro of the song is is the best part of the song, and then once it hits, like the crescendo is just such a letdown because then it turns into this like that 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 that. It's like it, like see, carnival. That's music. the problem is is you don't have to play it that way. Like when you turn up certain you know certain notes or whatever within it, you're not hearing that 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 that. It's like boom. Boom, boom. Okay. All you hear is bass. All, right, all, right. All, all you hear is just loud bass. Yeah. Yeah. All right. See, see, this is this is all fine. There's a build up. But if yes. you're gonna build up to something, make it uh, worthwhile. You don't understand. This is like the piece of it. They never no, you really don't get to understand. the point you're talking about. It, You've it, never it, even been to Pittsburgh, have you? Yes, I have, man. Come on. Oh, what do, what do you want to know one about time. it? I've been twice. What do you want to know about it? It's pretty yeah. dope. Yeah. It's like, pretty dope. Great buildup, and you're thinking to yourself, "Man, here but come the Pittsburgh Steelers." But this doesn't do it any justice because you're not hearing like the bass. Boom! You, you can, can hear, hear it right, right there. Boom. You can hear it. You can feel it's not it. as loud as the stadium, bro. Yeah, I know it. I'll tell you I that much. It. it ain't as loud as the stadium. Gosh, it's good stuff, man. And you know it's going to lead to a big. Oh, oh, and then we're back to the carnival music. Da, 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 no, it's not da, like da, that, dude. My it's God. awesome. The terrible towels it, going everywhere. You go from there's an, nothing like it in the NFL. Don't try to crap on it. Yeah. You have a terrible take. Yeah, you go Let from go. you go from an NFL game to skee ball, uh, and, and and with a drop of a hat there. Just I don't terrible. know if I'm with you on this one, Jonas. That's all right. Listen, I'll be on Why island the line. Be? Why uh, would anyone listen, be? No problem. I'll be on. I that used island. to think he had all these burner accounts where he'd make fun of himself on. Uh, now I just think it's legit. Yeah. No. Yeah. Legit. I think I saw this. one the other day. Oh, wow. This, oh, yeah. wow, Jonas. 
slappy. Oh, he got bored on an overnight, started creating all these Twitter accounts to make fun of himself. That's uh, there's nothing boring about an overnight, man. It's four hours of uh, you know, just rock star radio, you know, weekend overnights. Well, well, now you do weekend mornings. That's a good point. Moved Uh, up 10 a.m. to noon Eastern time, uh, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Pacific time. So you can find that show. Uh, But listen, listen, uh, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, his final game at uh, Heinz Field. I also I like I do like how they're saying potentially his final game. If he comes back after all of that last night, he gets nothing next year. There, there is right. like this, it's like when the Chargers thought they were leaving Qualcomm the first time, and Philip Rivers and and who was the safety? Was it Eric Weddle? They were crying on the field afterwards, like, "Oh my God, we're gonna miss uh, Qualcomm and San Diego so much." And then they got a one year deal to stay in the stadium, and they had to go back and do it all over again. It's over. Ben's not coming back. That was it. And now we now we move on with our lives. I mean, I, I just think we got to at some Unless point. Unless he became a backup. And if he was like a bona fide like player coach backup and didn't play but was there, then, then it matters because he's never going to be a significant piece to their puzzle. I mean. It was basically like they buried him. Oh, they buried him yesterday. <laughs> like his career. Yeah, like it was buried. it was like, all right, this is it. We've all set our piece for Ben Roethlisberger's career here in in Pittsburgh. I mean, it was it was so over the top to the point that I was like, okay. Like I, I get it. Like this is all news this week. We didn't know if this would be the case. Now it seems pretty definitive, but it was basically like we all were at like the funeral and the, and the ending for Ben Roethlisberger's was, career. Was Brian Greasy crying at one point? Like I thought he was getting choked up at one point. I was like, "Why are you crying, dude? What do you care? <laughs> what does he know. care?" I just thought Lewis Riddick was just talking so much about well, things. Um, Lewis loves Lewis. Yeah, well, he was on. Uh, you know, he was kind of tossing his name out there for the. Uh, he played. He played at yeah, Pitt. The any, Bears any GM, GM job, open? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he, GM's job open, you yeah, he, yeah. He was uh, tossing his name out there. Yeah, a he was bit. player personnel when I was in Washington. I mean, he knows his stuff. Smart um, dude, good dude. Here's the part that I did think was funny, though. They were having the conversation about, well, you know, we were at dinner with Ben and his family, um, and you know, his kid said, "Well, God, why did the Browns pass on you at number six? And they were like, "Man, could you imagine that the Browns taking Ben Roethlisberger? What would have happened?" And it's like different career. Yeah, he, yeah, he wouldn't have played with that many Hall of Famers. That that's why. Well, that, he wouldn't be a Hall of Famer. Yes. <laughs> like, like, why, why do we keep doing this? Like, we're just going to ignore the fact that Ben was brought into a great situation with, as we point out, great defense, Hall of Fame, uh, Hall of Famers on the Hall offensive of famers, line. How many Hall of Famers in the last decade have come from Cleveland? Uh, Joe Thomas. Joe Thomas. He's Joe Thomas. He's dope. He's dope. But it's like that's okay. about it. Is there any more? That, no, that's that's it. Yeah, yeah I, I just I think that we, this idea that you can just insert him in there and he's going to have the same amount of success. But then you take how many number one picks have gone there versus other other teams. Like imagine that how many number ones have gone to a team like Cleveland, but how many how many Hall of Famers do you have? Coming off of those teams, see, but it's not, like it's not that trying to diminish Ben's career at all because he had a great career. He's a Hall Bro, of Famer, no doubt about of, it. It's luck of the draw. It is, stuff, and, and why do we never remember? Like Brady and I, we were having that conversation where everybody was picking on the Browns because they passed on Carson Wentz, and they're like, "Oh my God, could you imagine that they had Carson Wentz? Yeah, they would have gone from one win to two wins. Like right. there was nothing around him, like, and nobody it's, wants to have that discussion. Well, I, I, look. Any coach who's had success, most people who've had success will tell you situation and circumstances, everything in the NFL. 
you know, and especially for players too, because a lot of times there's so many variables and things that are outside of what you're being asked to do as your job that impact your job that you have no control over. I mean, you, you get drafted into a situation where you've got a running game, you've got defense, you're not asked to do too much in the beginning. I mean, that first Super Bowl, Ben wasn't really asked to do too much. Not at all. Now, the second one, different story, right? He was built up to the point where he had one under his belt. He had much more comfortable in the system. Still had a lot of talent out around him. They continued to build out around him. But that's another piece of it. That's why Pittsburgh's been such a good organization is it got to a point where they understood what they had in Ben so they could build out around him. But you see certain guys get drafted into certain places they just they don't know how to build an organization to be successful. I mean, that's the reality of it. And that's a, a lot of times the case for coaches, for players in the NFL. And, and by the way, that's no different for a lot of people listening right now. You take a job, you go with a crappy organization, it's going to be hard to, to move up. It's going to be hard to do better than at least what's being offered initially. If you're not given the opportunity to excel or they're not investing in you or not building with you, it's going to be hard. And that's why so many people kind of flock to what they feel like better organizations where they can climb and build and go from there. I mean, there's a reason why if you look at, for example, the financial markets, you look at companies like Apple, you look at companies you know, that are still continued to build like that, people want to work there. They don't just use the products. They want to be there. They feel like they can excel there and grow there when you have other industries that are dwindling right now because they don't feel like they have that same opportunity. And so it makes sense no matter what you're talking about, sports or anything else. Truth. Yeah, it's just uh, successful it, culture and infrastructure, man. What do you think uh, his post career is going to look like? Does he strike you as a TV guy? Ben? I, I, it could it, be. Yeah, he could be. I could see him on CBS in a heartbeat. Yeah, he's got he's got personality. I yeah, mean, could be. You know, I think he's funny. He's got I, a Dan Marino I, type of way about him. You know, yeah, yeah. Pittsburgh dude. Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, Dan had some. Uh, you know. He's like there a lot yeah. of. I mean, there's a lot of similarities. It's Big Ben, Pittsburgh yeah. dudes. Yeah, Dan. Uh, you know, ran into some uh, problems after uh, you oh, know his go. TV. I'm just saying it is TV. Just you know, a couple of issues, some Come stuff on, that man. was floating out. I'm just saying there, there was stuff yeah, that was maybe that was Ben might out run there. into them same issues. Uh, you, you know, know you I just, just uh, know. I just, I'm, I'm just saying. I just want to point that out. Okay. Uh, all right, it is uh, two why'd pros. You, why'd you say it in that voice? Though? I, I just you know there was. He does have that creepy voice. Yeah, it was a tad bit. Not Tabit Finley-ish. I, like I it's, don't know what what uh, what what what, uh, what what creepy voice are you talking about? What do you what do you uh, mean? Give me your news update voice. Yeah. My uh, oh, what do you mean? Like you're, uh, you're, when you're you have Finley. to talk about something serious. This is like there's nothing. Uh, I mean, like I do want to let you guys know we are brought to you by Discover, because real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S. based representatives available twenty four seven. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. I don't know. Yeah, you have. What was, what was, that was completely different. Yeah, what are you talking about? Sounds like one of those cars. What are you, <laughs> what are you, t- what are you talking that about? That was that's like just, a one nine hundred dollar. That's just a radio voice. I, I don't know. Uh, that's yeah, that's just yeah. natural on the air. Hey, my real credit card. <laughs> 
card spelled backwards is Drach. Is that that's your Harry Carey? Oh, man. Yeah, you know, you should just bring that on FS1. Drop that on them today and see what they say. Let's see. All right. Let's so there go it do is. it right now. Uh, all right. It is we'll uh, Lamar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. Coming up next, uh, the conversation about the future. It looks a lot different than what we thought it was going to look like just a couple of years ago. We'll have that discussion next year on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio, Lavar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can listen to us as always on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up in a little over 10 minutes from now. It's one of the dumbest arguments in all of sports. I cannot wait to hear Brady Quinn unload on this stuff. Uh, some of the crap that was floating around social media. So we'll get into all that for you here. Uh, coming up a little over 10 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. What do you think about that tease there, superstar? I, I think I know where you're going. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure. But if it's where I think you're going, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited it's, we, uh, we get to discuss this. Yeah, it's just... Uh, because you know i I get a little concerned nowadays if you say something too harsh or too much on twitter because you might get deplatformed. like you got to be careful nowadays about what you say and tweet on twitter if it offends apparently someone in the in the twitter sphere you can get deplatformed. Like that's that's a thing now. Yeah. Be careful. Be Agreed. Careful about that. Uh, by the way, we are uh, brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Every game, match, race, and competition, it is always on. No one does sports like Vegas, and the excitement is endless. So make sure to plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com. All right. So we saw uh, the uh, half the AFC North on display last night. Uh, it was uh, you know a tribute to Ben Roethlisberger and the yeah. uh, and the Steelers quarterback. Shoes being thrown. The yeah. Air I mean, yeah. you know that that uh, you know sometimes you got to you got to do that and uh, so we saw all of that play out we saw you know the future of the Pittsburgh Steelers and TJ Watt and Najee Harris play really really well uh, we even saw the Cleveland Browns uh, and the future is now a little bit questionable based on Baker Mayfield's performance uh, the injury that they uh, kept alluding to during the broadcast uh, it seemed like that was a go to uh, if there was ever a uh, downtime uh, during the uh, Browns offensive uh, uh, performance or if the Browns were on offense. Seems like it was always about Baker Mayfield and the shoulder, even though he used that shoulder to, uh, you know, uh, uh, get into some uh, a collision late in the game. All of that being said, half the AFC North was on display. If we went back two years ago and I said to you, hey, believe it or not, two years from now, the Cincinnati Bengals are going to have the brightest future in the division. What odds would you give me? Like, what odds would you have given me two years ago if I said, trust me, the Bengals in two years are going to be the best team in the division and have the brightest future? What are we talking? Well, I mean, honestly, I don't know, because are we assuming they had the number one overall pick like they did? Because if they did, and you knew they were getting Joe Burrow coming off of the greatest college football season we've ever seen for any player, then, yeah, I don't know that that's like that big of an outlandish statement. But Right? Like, they literally had – what was the greatest single season at any position for a college football player ever, in my opinion, based on Joe Burrow's year? And there's no but. You did your part. Let me say mine. Okay, very good. I think the better question is whether or not Jamar Chase has played a bigger role in changing what is the Cincinnati Bengals' future than maybe even Joe Burrow did. Because as good as Burrow is, 
I mean, with Jamar Chase now and the impact that he's made, he I mean, I'm not going to say he's been the game changer, but it's hard not to look at him that way. He's been that good as a rookie. He's been everything that I think obviously the Bengals hoped he would be. But what was advertised in 2019, his final season playing college football after sitting out 2020. Like, I almost think that when you watch this team, and I grew up watching Montana and Jerry Rice, that's who these two remind me of. They had that sort of connection in college. They have that, that sort of connection now in the NFL, and they're just starting their careers. And so it's not so much about, oh, what was the upside? I mean, I don't care about all that. The difference is, like, I think Jamar Chase was, I mean, it was questionable when they made the pick because of the amount of hits that Burrow had taken the year before, the injury he'd sustained, and the fact that it was a need for this group. But now I don't think anyone's second-guessing that. Like, now you're looking at saying Joe Burrow needed Jamar Chase maybe more so than Jamar Chase needed Joe Burrow. I just did not think it was going to go this well. I, I didn't think that that the Joe Burrow time in, in Cincinnati was going to go this well. That was a bad team. They were picking number one for a reason. Um, he had the injury last why, year. Why do we act like it was such a bad team? Like they were a bad team that year. But if you look at the track record of the Bengals, it's not like they've been that bad of an organization. They had had their playoff stints with Andy Dalton. They'd had their playoff stints and success with Carson Palmer. Like, the reality is, like, they hadn't been that bad. Like, if, if, you know, I think the Browns are a better turnaround from what they were than what the Bengals were, or at least have been as an organization. Is Burrow the best quarterback in that division? Yes. I mean, that is, and you've got an MVP there. You've got uh, Baker Mayfield, who's had a ton of help around him. Uh, You've got the Steelers, who have been a really successful franchise. I just, I, I don't... I don't know how many people thought it was going to turn into this or, or it was going to turn into this this quickly. Because remember, we were having the conversation about why why was there such the jump for Joe Burrow? Why did he go from one year in college to where it was, you know, he, he was good, but it was just such a drastic jump. And maybe, maybe it is, Chase, to your point, that he was well, that good. On. It was Chase and Justin Jefferson. Like, think yeah. about the two receivers <sighs> he was throwing to. Man. No, in, in all seriousness, who are the best two receivers in the NFL right now? It's yeah, well, Devonte Adams is in the conversation, but I mean, Chase it's, and Jefferson it's Adams, are there. But it's Jefferson and Chase right yeah. there. Like yeah. you would say, those they're they're two and three. I mean, good God, man, what a team! What a team! That's uh, yeah, Lee, not Cooper Cup. Stop. He's really good in the system. You wouldn't put him ahead of any of those guys. You're not drafting Cooper Cup or are trading for Cooper Cup over Devontae Adams, Shamar Chase, or Justin Jefferson, it, right? It, Lee was That's Cooper, not a hot take. Hey, Lee, was Cooper Cup on your fantasy team? Hell no. Oh, okay, I just wanted to make sure. I was, I was wondering if there I was wish. A, yeah, I wonder if there was a little bit there. But no, it, to those three guys, I think, if you any way you want to put it, probably uh, Devontae Adams would go one. But yeah, Justin Jefferson, Shamar uh, Chase, uh, just uh, fantastic. And by the way, they're fun as hell to watch. Cincinnati's a fun team to watch. Uh, I don't know who they're going to get in the first round of the postseason or how that's going to shape up, but Cincinnati is going to be a fun team to watch. Uh, and then, you know, you just you just hope that uh, they can actually uh, win a playoff game because that was a problem Jamar for Andy Chase Dalton. averages 18 yards a catch. Yeah, it's and, and it's not like they just throw chunks to him the whole time. It's ridiculous. 
And then it, re- it really is when you look at it, it's ridiculous. And then the week after T. Higgins did what he did, uh, Joe Mixon's a really good player, really good running back. Like offensively, they're a lot of fun, and defensively, they're not that bad. I, I don't. They're getting better. Yeah, I don't. I didn't come away from that game against Kansas City feeling down on Kansas City per se. It just it, it let me know that like okay, well, Kansas City might have a potential threat in the AFC, but I, I still come away from it thinking, you know, if we were going to do power rankings, I, I don't know why we'd want to do power rankings. I mean, it doesn't seem like anybody would want to be interested in power rankings. But if we were wanting to do power rankings, I would still have Kansas City number one, even though they're not the one seed in the AFC, and that belongs to your Tennessee Titans, your Tennessee Titans, Brady Quinn. Uh, I don't know that they're my Tennessee Titans. I, I've, I've never really made any other declaration other than I, I think the scary thing about them is they sit at the number one overall seed and they're going to get Derrick Henry back for the playoffs because they'll have a bye. I, I, no, I, I don't know what, you know what percentage he'll be. I, I do think it's an incredibly fast recovery for a guy of his size to be able to come back from that particular injury when you are a running back and it's a foot injury. Yeah. But does it matter? They rushed for almost 200 yards this past week versus the Dolphins who are a pretty good rush defense coming into it. And they're going to get Julio Jones back. Now, he hasn't made much of an impact, but, I mean, no one's going to remember what the regular season looked like if they go on a playoff run and get to a Super Bowl. So the crazy thing is how this team is getting healthier at the right time, and it's scary considering, you know, what they're able to do, at least running the football without Derrick Henry. You know, Ryan Tannehill making plays when called upon, and their defense continually getting better and stepping up. Like, that's been their biggest stride from last year is their defense has remarkably improved. But that's a scary team, dude. Like, if the Titans get into the – like, if they end up being the number one overall seed, it's one less game they have to play. Yeah. And they can mess it up for Cincy, <laughs> for KC, for Buffalo. They can mess it up for everyone. And then, obviously, you got to come to Tennessee and beat them there where weather's not going to be quite as much of a factor, but I don't know, man. I, I just think that's a, that's a tough team if they get Derrick Henry back 100%. And now on back to the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. So Burrow did suffer uh, some sort of an injury or whatever. He seemed like he was fine afterwards, said there was nothing to worry about. But, you know, maybe not the uh, most ideal execution of that uh, goal line situation there against the Kansas City Chiefs. Seemed like it. Uh, there was a lot going on with uh, with what they were trying to do, trying not to score, uh, and ultimately they kicked the field goal and win the game. But uh, there, there was a lot going on there. You know, not, not the smoothest thing in the world so well i mean i think the interesting thing was is they were basically betting on the fact that we'll be able to score a touchdown but if we don't you're not going to be able to go get in field goal range and be able to win the game from where you're at which was kind of interesting right like i think if i was playing the odds of it and and i don't you know know what this exactly would have been but if they just would have ran the clock down kicked the field goal Got up by three. It would have left, I think, what, 50 seconds left for Patrick Mahomes? Uh, something like that, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. maybe they kick a field goal and make it to go into overtime. I don't think they're scoring a touchdown in 50 seconds. And so, like, I don't know. I, I'm not sure at the end of the day, like, their initial strategy was the best for them to win. Uh, and plus, you always want to put pressure on a kicker who's in a foreign stadium where they were dealing with some win that day and to see if, they were, if he's able to make that kick in the first place just to send it into OT. But I understand the fact of, hey, when you're playing against a guy like Patrick Mahomes, and maybe Andy Reid would have done the same thing. I don't know. But you don't want to give that football back to that quarterback, that guy who can make you pay, 
right? You, you've seen them win a Super Bowl. You've seen how special he is winning an MVP. I, I think you're probably thinking in your head, if we give it back to him and they beat us, shame on me. If we try to go win it when we have the opportunity to right now, that's our best play. Now, it ended up working out with the penalties and all that. They never really had to worry about that, but uh, it was an interesting way that whole thing worked out for him. It's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. Coming up next, it's one of the dumbest arguments out there uh, and something that happened uh, in the football world over the past several days does not lead to anybody having legitimacy to this argument. We'll get into all that for you here on FSR. For all the latest stuff from around the world of sports, ladies and gentlemen, the great Edmund Garcia. All right, thank you, Jonas. We start, of course, with Monday Night Football in Pittsburgh where the Steelers beat the Browns 26-14. Pittsburgh quarterback Ben Roethlisberger in what is expected to be his final home game of his career. Just 123 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception. But rookie running back Najee Harris had 188 yards on the ground in a touchdown. And the Pittsburgh defense sacked Cleveland quarterback Baker Mayfield nine times. T.J. Watt got four of them, and they picked him off twice as well. Pittsburgh at 8-7-1 still has faint hopes for a playoff spot. They obviously need to win next week and get some help. Cleveland falls to 9-7 and seven on the season. And Lee DeLapp would like me to tell you guys that our national nightmare is almost over as the Washington football team will be announcing their new nickname on February the 2nd. Yes, on 2-2-22. We will finally find out what the new name and mascot is for the Washington football team. It's very I, exciting. I think we already know based on their announcement they just put out. And what is what is it going to be? It's the Red Wolves. Oh God! Is it? Yeah, I mean they. Well, at least based on what Lee sent me, I, I did scroll through the seven minute, almost eight minute video, and they've basically said they're going to be the Red Wolves. They just haven't finalized the the logo, the uniform, what it's all going to look like. It does look kind of cool. I mean, they put a lot of time into it. It seems like they uh, put a lot of time into that. Maybe could have put it in something else. Maybe. Uh, some, uh, you know, corporate governance or, um, yeah. you know, some social responsibility taking yeah. inside the building. Yeah, there's um, that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, anyway, uh, it does look cool. I mean, like, uh, it's cool to be a wolf, right? That's that's a cool mascot. How about the uh, Washington guardrails? Too soon? Come on. Nobody died. All right. So there was a one injury. Somebody went to the hospital. I mean, come on. We're fine. So, what? There's nothing wrong. I mean, listen, I'm just throwing out options. Sorry for being an idea guy. I don't know what to tell you guys. All right. Uh, I'm just, uh, I'm looking at a red wolf. I, I didn't realize like a red wolf is obviously an actual species of wolf. It's a beer too. It is found in uh, the Southeastern United States. So technically yeah, it makes sense. It's yeah. a, it's a beer too. Yeah. Is it a beer too? Yeah, I think red, I heard, I think, red, I think I've seen somewhere it's a beer. Yeah. That's a good point. I think it's yeah, uh, also an animal in uh, some part of the uh, United States. Southeastern. Yeah. Well, you saw that too. Um, it's a uh, red wolf was a beer and also red dog was a beer back in the day. Oh, I've had red dog before. Yeah. Not yeah. very good. No, no, it was not. <laughs> but it was very cheap. So. Uh, yeah. It's right, right in between. Uh, it looks like yeah. a bigger fox. I mean, I'll tell you this much. It's a little bigger than a coyote. It looks like. It's not yeah. like a gray wolf. Those gray wolves are big boys. I mean, but uh, usually at this point in a conversation, what do we like to say, Brady Quinn? Who cares? Yeah, good point. Uh, all right, uh, so we will have the news with Brady Quinn coming up in about 12 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, by the way, if you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company, and that's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. All right, so Nick Saban, of course, is being asked about uh, college football playoff expansion and his 
his thought was, well, you know, uh, basically, uh, I don't know if uh, by adding more teams, if you can avoid these blowouts in these games and uh, you're just diminishing bowl games, so on and so forth and et cetera, et cetera. And it just it goes back to one of the dumbest arguments I was hearing over the weekend after we were watching uh, the college football semifinal games. Uh, people were like, and you actually want tw- eight more teams in this or 12 more teams in this? You you actually want, want to extend this anymore? Isn't this the perfect example of why we don't need college football playoff expansion? Two things, Nimrod. Number one, it's happening. There's too much money involved. You're getting a college football playoff expansion. I was against it for years, and then I realized, why fight it? It's going to happen. And number two, we don't think about things like the NCAA tournament like they're a failure if the Final Four is a blowout. All we talk about are the opening games and the crazy chaotic games we see in the opening round of the NCAA tournament. If college football gets down to the Final Four teams and it ends up being a blowout, then that's what it ends up being. But it doesn't mean we're not going to get good games like we saw in the Alamo Bowl or some of these other bowl games or involving teams. Yes. like those are, gr- those are great games. And the idea that just because those two teams were that much better than everybody else means that we shouldn't include 10 more i i don't get it it's it's weird logic it's weird thinking and why people are fighting it doesn't make any sense to me i'll start by saying this that there's a contingent of people out there who think there's too many bulls and i i hate that only because for a lot of these young men it's an opportunity in some cases to play their last football game and they get rewarded for what used to be back when you only played 11 regular season games, you won six, you had a winning season, you get rewarded by the chance to go to a bowl game. You get some bowl gifts, you get to go to a different destination with your boys, you know, your, your group of, of teammates and, and friends, and it's fun. Like, I, I was a part of two New Year's Six, I was a part of Insight Bowl, which isn't even in, in existence anymore, it's a different sponsor now. Cheese it uh, now. Yeah, yeah, cheese it, which, you know, again, at that time, it was an awesome experience. Now, we didn't win any of them, none of them, and I still wouldn't trade anything. I mean, we were 6-5, and five, our head coach was fired, and we had to vote to decide as a team if we were going to go play in that bowl game or not. <laughs> now, in retrospect, if you have to vote to go decide to play in a bowl game, you probably shouldn't be going. That's kind of like we need all hands on deck type situation, even if you have a head coach. We didn't even have a head coach. Like I still remember the first three periods of practice all our coaches were on their cell phones trying to find jobs <laughs> elsewhere. And we was like, you know, like I was like leading the quarterback warm-ups and like had other, you know, old upperclassmen leading those warm-ups. <laughs> then, then, then the coaches would come out for team period, call a few plays, and that was it. So, hey guys, we're thinking about getting married. Let's take it to a vote. Yeah, yeah if we're doing yeah. this, maybe we should be getting married. Yeah, make maybe, sense. maybe that doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, so there's that. But, you know, the truth of it is, it was reward, and it still is a reward. And there are players who love playing the game. So I just, I hate when there's a bunch of media members and, and people who want to chime in. Oh, there's too many, or I don't need to be covering this. I mean, it's like, okay, then you don't like your job. You either don't like your job or you don't love football. It's one of the two things. Like, this is the only time of year we get it. I have no idea why people are in, in arms at times about how many bowl games there are. Kick rocks, go somewhere else with that, all right? But in regards to expansion, there is a thought that if they they do expand the playoffs, you have to be careful about how you go about doing it because it's very unlike the NCAA basketball tournament in the sense of you have 64 teams and you have two playing games. So really 68. Now, granted, you've got, you know, three times 
as many teams that play in college basketball. But still, there's a thought that, you know, it, it, it's not that it's going to dilute or water down the regular season and all that. It's more of the thought of, well, what happens if a 12-team playoff gets six SEC, SEC teams in? So half the playoff is SEC teams. It's a reality. Yeah. You know, say what you want about the bowl season, how these teams have stacked up. You know, the SEC's got a lot of players to go to the NFL. They have a lot of talent. There's, there's two teams playing off for the national championship. They're guaranteed one of those teams winning the national championship. There's a reason for that. So the hesitancy, the hesitancy with, with what happens with an expansion in a playoff, to me, is more about how they go about making it equitable and, and figuring out how they get those 12 teams in there, whether they're the five power five conference champs uh, and then at large bids after that, whether they want to involve the group of five in some capacity, how they go about the, the committee and the rankings like that to me matters, too. So, I mean, I'm all for it. I think you saw the Rose Bowl. You saw a bunch of these other bowl games and you're going, this is nuts. It was it was incredibly fun to watch how those games went. And if you're frustrated by the, you know, the, the semifinal games, the reality is, hey, folks, that's how it's been. Since 2014, it hasn't changed. They've all been blowouts. They've all been like that. And literally, they've all been like that. I mean, I think Notre Dame was the only one to actually cover a spread, and God knows Damn how right long they an did. underdog. Yeah, we hit year. on that, yes. But if, so the reality is the semifinals have always been blowouts. If, if you're upset about it now, you must not have been watching since 2014. So if you get expansion, I think you get more competitive games, more parity in the quarterfinals. And look, much like you get in the first and second round of the NCAA tournament, yeah, the number one, number two seeds, they don't get beat very often. But every once in a while, they do. Yep. And so it, ge- it gives a greater likelihood for that. I just think in general, it keeps more of these kids playing in games and it keeps more kids you know, involved instead of opting out because they don't want to play in a New Year's Six anymore. You've got to expand. And I would say expand to 16. Forget 12. Go to 16. Make everyone play that first weekend instead of creating buys for the top two, top four, however you want to do it. And also the idea, and we've talked about this before, the idea that, well, you I mean, you're just going to water down some of the great rivalries in the regular season. Let me tell you something. If, no, if, if, if Michigan is out of the college football playoff picture, does that mean they're not going to want to beat Ohio State as much as right. they would in a normal season? It does, like, so, some of these logic, it just it doesn't make any sense. And The, the com- Iron Bowl. Yeah, the Iron Bowl has to be really competitive with Auburn. It's more about Bama, but it's still, it's still a great rivalry. 100%. Um, it's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here. Fox Sports Radio, uh, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. Coming up next, we've got the news with Brady Quinn, and it's yours right here. The 2022 debut edition on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byer, and we have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup, sits, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts hit me <laughs> something new 
the hottest sound. It's Jonas Town. It's Brady Quinn coming around. It's that? our show. I'm free selling. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. It's Missy Missy. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, that was amazing. There he is. That was amazing. It's uh, two pros uh, and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. It's Lavar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Uh, we are going to be back on the air same time tomorrow, six a.m. Eastern time, three o'clock Pacific. Uh, if you missed any of today's show. Uh, you can check out the podcast afterwards at foxsportsradio.com. But right now, it's time for the debut edition yes. of this. News. Turn on the news. Let's go to the news desk. What's the good news? Here's Brady Quinn. All right, what do we got, superstar? Let's go. Let's go. Let's uh, let's start off with some positive news Boo. in Tennessee. Yes. The Tennessee Titans, uh, some of their employees helped uh, recover a wedding ring a fan lost in the stands. And the reason why this is so important and why it's even making this is because the wedding ring bears the team's logo on it. Oh. I mean, uh. I love football. I loved my college. I love the Browns. I am not putting either of those logos on a wedding band. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's um, that's so. Lame. If it didn't have the logo, they weren't going to help find the wedding ring. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it had a little not. bit more I, sentimental I think that, value. That adds, I, mean, I mean, wouldn't you if you looked a little bit harder if you were a Titans employee? And, and also, can we be honest about something? The Titans have one of the worst logos in the NFL. Huh. I mean, you know, I don't look at the Titans and go, well, wow, that's really appealing. That's aesthetically pleasing when I'm watching a game. It's you know what sword. was? You know what was? The oh, Houston yeah. Oilers. If it was a Houston Oilers logo, oh, I'm all in. Oh, oil rig? Uh, oil tile? The Houston Oilers yeah. are one of the great uniforms and, and okay. color combinations in the history of the NFL. You know, some people, that. Some people like the popsicle uh, uniform in Tampa. Tampa Bay. Yeah. I yeah. do, too. I did it. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't like, you, you didn't <laughs> did like uh, Bucko Bruce, the old Tampa Bay lo- uh, no. color scheme? No. Wow. So, I thought it was kind of dope, man. Sorry but I, I get it, man. The powder blue was was nasty. Man, I thought Houston. the powder blue was all right. It was yeah. all right. I mean, look, look at the Titans. Look. Like you want that logo, like the uh, the, the, uh, the like that on the on the, the uh, ring. I mean, come I on, mean, man. It's a sword with 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 a fire around the circle of the sword. I don't mind the logo. I just wish yeah. like the uniform was a little more clean. I agree. You know? There's, There's too, too much, much going on. Yeah, it's like too many shades of blue. Well, congrats yeah. on finding the wedding ring yeah. too. By the way. Yeah. 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 There you go. Uh, how about this? Uh, in Britain, all right, a British bank, uh, Santander. It accidentally paid out $175 million to customers. That's an accident. Yeah, Christmas Day, 75,000 different transactions to 2,000 corporate and commercial customers. They all got a little uh, little extra pay bump. They all mm. got double payments to the tune of $175 million. Do they want it back? Uh, that's a good question. It doesn't say whether or not they're going to have to give it back. Like. If you make that mistake, right, like that's on you. It's like if you're playing blackjack and the dealer gives you too much for your winnings. That's not your fault. Yeah. I, mean, I think you I think you keep it, right? Uh, uh, I, I've heard that but it happened before with some t- a tax return or something. I guess the law is different on that, but somebody got more money than that they were supposed to or a payout and they wanted <laughs> it back. It's like we're going to go. We're going to court over this. <laughs> my you know? my banks my bank screwed up one time and sent me all of a sudden I went into my account and it said I had an, an obscene amount of money at the time and I was dead broke. 
And I thought it was like, oh my God, like this is like a gift from you God. Went and drew it out immediately. I, 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 I was too slow on the draw yeah, because oh well. I, they they called me right that, away and said that was an you. error on our part. Uh, and, I'm thinking, and it was such a tease because I, I was so broke. Drawn to my limit. Oh, I would have I would have drawn to the limit. Because <laughs> it would have been it would have been more than your broke ass. I know. Ass, I know. So. I was oh, so broke man. too. I really <laughs> was. Like, I, I was. I was borderline destitute, Dang. and I was. I was living in. Uh, it was when I first started doing radio, and I was making pennies. And I was like, "Oh my god, this is like a, a gift from God. I don't have to wash dishes at night anymore." Mm. And then all of a sudden, uh, it, it turns gone. out it was an Back to dishes. Yeah. What Damn else it. you got? All right. This one's kind of funky. All right. Um, Mm. There's a small town that borders Texas and Arkansas. It's called Texarkana. They confirmed that it was indeed raining fish in a storm (laughs) this past week. No lie. (laughs) A series of rainstorms earlier in the week. People thought that they were seeing something. Literally, there was fish dropping from the sky. This is a phenomenon that occurs when small water animals like frogs, crabs, small fish, things like that, when they're swept up into water sprouts or drafts, well, eventually they've got to come back down to Earth's surface, and they usually come when they rain down. So, yes, it was raining fish last week in Texarkana. Oh, my oh that's God. interesting. That's creepy. Or they're edible. Yeah, I mean, I, they might have been dead for a while. They might have been dead, yeah. dead for a while. I mean, yeah, they've been out of water for a significant yeah. amount of time. Yeah, I don't think I would want that. I mean, it, if, it started, stunk. if it started raining fish, like, I'm building a bunker, and I'm not talking to anybody for the rest of my time. <laughs> Fun fish, bitches! Weird, man. It's oh, too, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.